So welcome everybody, uh, my name is Aluba Phoenix and this is the latest edition of my podcast where I interview people who inspire me to consistently and persistently pursue my potential. And today I am in the beautiful location of uh, Tomar uh, in Portugal uh, and I'm with Belinda Reit, uh, owner of Relaxscapes. Um, Belinda is uh, a UK national uh, who has moved to Portugal in the last two years, is that right? Yeah. Uh, to build a new life and a new business. And so I'm delighted to uh, hear a little bit of her story. And this is a story that's very close to my own heart, as I have my own property not too far away from here <laughs> in the town of Dornish and a similar dream. Uh, so Belinda is a couple of steps ahead of me uh, in terms of uh, making the transition. And a couple of bends further down the river. Exactly. The beautiful rivers as well that we share. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It is a stunning, stunning place. Um, so maybe uh, what would be nice to start off with, Belinda, is... Um, Tell me a little bit about what really attracted you to this place when you when you first saw it. You know, um, it was the I think the thirtieth or more house that I'd seen in Portugal, <laughs> so, <laughs> and Portugal wasn't uh, the first country that I w- was looking at oh, right, to do okay. this kind yeah. of thing either. I, I had this idea. Um, in the UK, when I was working in the UK, I, uh, well, I still am a coach. I was a coach in the UK. And um, and I had this idea. Uh, the more I was coaching clients uh, in their kind of like 40s and stuff, you know, right in the middle of their lives, of um, busy, busy lives with young children in school and uh, careers and you know and they suddenly stop short and think oh my god how did I get here mm-hmm. and what's my life all about and, and I can't I'm, and they felt really stuck because yeah. they'd just been on this path uh, and now they had all these commitments of family and school fees and all the rest of it that they felt they couldn't get out of and it ju- and I was seeing more and more of these types of people and it just started making me realize that um they were finding it difficult to separate themselves mm-hmm. from what was going on there in their lives to yeah. be able to think things clearly or think creatively. Or um, So I started germinating the idea of um, a coaching retreat where people could come and have a bit more space and a bit yeah. more calm, get away from the situation, use nature to help them tap into their creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps, you know, start to rediscover themselves or what was important to them or their purpose um, in, a, in a calmer environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started looking for a place that would uh, be suitable for that. Um, and I started in France because I speak French. Uh, uh-huh. I was born in France. And, and it, I lived in Kent at the time, so it was. I kind of thought, well, maybe I can, you know still live in Kent, still have my business in Kent, but perhaps, you know, just commute across. backwards and forwards to France. Yeah. Um, couldn't find anything far enough south that I could afford in France, because uh, I was also on a quest for sunshine. <laughs> um, and then, then I looked in Greece, because I love Greece, but Greece was mm. too uh, seasonal, really. And I, also from the idea of living full-time there on my own, I kind of thought that it just didn't feel quite right. Mm. Um, it felt too much like a holiday the whole time, rather than just being able to sort of, you know, live your everyday life. Yeah. Um, 
and where else did I look? I looked in Italy a bit, but um, much as I love Italy, it didn't uh, feel right, the places I was seeing. And then I started getting a bit despondent because I thought, well, I've got this dream and it's not, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> yeah. um, and, I, and then I, I, was, I was starting by uh, looking on rightmove.com and I was looking per country and mm-hmm. you know, putting in the criteria and stuff. And this time I thought, well, OK, I won't put in per country. I'll just put in, you know, Europe or something and yeah. all my other criteria. And loads of places came up in Portugal, really affordable, really nice. And uh-huh. I thought, oh, I hadn't thought about looking in Portugal. Uh, so I made a, a list of uh, some initial ones and got on a plane. And the minute I stepped off the plane, I, I flew into Porto, actually, not Lisbon the first time. And the minute I stepped off the plane, I just got this feeling of peace and uh-huh. tranquility. And it was green all around me. And it just felt just the country felt right yeah. without even knowing anything about it interesting and i started looking at a whole load of places and uh, eventually narrowed it down to mm-hmm. this area because um, this area i it, it's hard to put into words why this area is so special but it has a very mm. special pull about it uh, it's very beautiful mm-hmm. uh, lot of olive trees but there's a lot of olive trees <laughs> all over portugal yeah um but it just had a very uh, special feeling, mm. this place, and the river, the river and the, and the nature, yeah, and the hills, absolutely covered, covered, covered in trees. I think it's that, that takes my breath away every time I see them, or fee- it feeds me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can definitely resonate with that. Um, I know I've been coming back here now for the last couple of years, mm. and the moment I land in Lisbon mm. Airport these days, I feel myself sink. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's uh, I think it's the land here has just you know begin yeah. to act as that anchor for me. Yes, you know, yes, yeah, I think yeah. so. And yeah. the air is fresher, and and the and the light here. I I absolutely love the light here. I feel it. Um, it kind of feeds me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and not just because it's sunny. There's there's mm. something very special about the light here. I yeah. think it kind of, it really yeah. does. I, I, it really does um, kind of electrify me. Yeah. And the region we're in is quite a, a, an interesting region historically as well, because Tomar is a, um, a very uh, old city. Mm-hmm. Um, is a large castle there i think it was once yeah. the home of the knights templar in the, europe yeah yeah it's yeah. it's a very significant base for the uh, yeah. templar is it yeah. templar lands we're in yeah exactly <laughs> we're in here um, my builder always used to say when i when i was backwards and forwards when i first bought the place and i was still having to go backwards and forwards to the uk to finish off some coaching client work and uh, every time I came back, he would always say, welcome back to Templar Lands. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you, I'm yeah. back home now. And it was, uh, it was very good. Yeah. And my neighbour always said, um, when people ask me the question, you know, why did you come here and everything? Yeah. And my neighbours always said, um, perhaps this place chose you. Yes. Yes. Because people ask me the question, you know, why did you choose this place? Yeah. But his take on it is always, well, you know, maybe this place chose you. Yeah. And, you know, we need it. Because I'm always very grateful to the people here because they've mm-hmm. just welcomed me with open arms this village. It's the, mm-hmm. I just feel so at home here. It's like one big family mm-hmm. that I'm suddenly part of. Um, and, and I'm always very grateful and I'm always... Uh, 
you know, publicly say I'm thankful to them all, all the time. But they, they turn around and say, well, you know, you bring something to us as well. Yeah. And, you know, this yeah. place chose you for a reason as well. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense um, to me. It, yeah. It's an interesting part of Portugal because, I mean, Portugal in general has suffered with its economy and a lot of people leaving, yeah. so particularly yeah. young people. Um, and I think this area in particular, there's, there's a lot of elderly people. There's not so much of the younger yeah, generation exactly, in the exactly. area. They've all yeah. had to go and work in the cities or work abroad yeah. or that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yes, and they have said that, uh, you know, I kind of like bring life back yeah. uh, to the area. Um, and also that I help them to see things again or to mm. reappreciate the beauty of the what place that they've by. taken for granted. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm always so in awe of everything and so <laughs> wax lyrical about how lovely everything is yeah and uh, and I, I post a lot of pictures uh, um, on Facebook and they uh, and and they always comment about wow you know that's really made me think how lovely you know how lucky we are where we are yeah they'd stopped looking yeah. at the place with those eyes and now they're starting to again so yeah yeah nice makes sense yeah tell me a little bit about your life before you made the the, the decision to come here and because um, i'm just curious about the contrast in terms of you know how different things were back in the uk <laughs> yeah i uh um i i was living in uh tunbridge wells in kent um I was running my own business by then, uh, or my own business, I was, you know, my own boss. Um, but I had been working in London, the typical kind of, you know, long London days, London mm -hmm. commute as a headhunter, um, getting up at six to get on the train in the dark and then not getting home until nine and, you know, mm -hmm. just never seeing any daylight or anything. Um, and, you know, and it was all about paying the mortgage and living in a nice town and and all you did at the weekends was, uh, <laughs> in fact, this is something that made me laugh. And it, all, all you did at the weekends was you went shopping or you went, you know, you bought stuff for the house or you uh -huh. did stuff to the house or, uh -huh. okay, I still have to do stuff to the house, but it's for a much different reason. You know, it's creating yeah. something for other people. But it was just all about, there was nothing else to do really, was there? Um, or it was just, that's what, what you did. And um, I had dinner parties with friends or whatever. And um, just worked a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, things slowed down a little bit when I, had, uh, when I was working for myself, because at least I could choose my hours more I'm you yeah. know sometimes I'm more of a night person so sometimes it was good to be able to do things at night and um, maybe go out during the day so that I could get some sunlight because I think I've always had a I think I have always had a bit of um, sad syndrome going on which is why I've been a sun seeker yeah uh, now so I, I grew up in uh, I was born in France, but uh, also we lived in Italy uh, okay. and in Holland when, right. um, uh, when I was younger. And so I think I'm kind of always had a hankering to get back to, yeah. you know, sort of warmer Southern European climes. Uh, yeah, or certainly how there was a, the idea being there that this was only a place and there, yeah. <laughs> there were plenty of others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Did you have Portuguese um, when you first came here, or is that something no, you've had no, to pick no? Up? It's something I've I've learned and, and made yeah. a real effort to learn, and yeah. it's really paid off because it's helped me to really integrate. Yeah. Um, and I get comments from. I mean, I know my Portuguese is still really bad, but I get mm. comments from people from Portuguese people saying, you know, it it's great that you're trying, Making and, that effort, and also yeah. that you know, in the two years that you've been here, you, you're speaking more Portuguese than you know other foreigners who've been here for years yeah um so they so they appreciate the effort mm. but i had to i mean i had to because i'm on my own so yeah if I, you know otherwise i just wouldn't talk to anybody when yeah. um the, the uh this is a village that has a lot of um older people in it like a lot of the places in central uh-huh. portugal but they have um children who live in lisbon mm-hmm. and those children come back um for the holidays and mm-hmm. sometimes at weekends and things and some of them speak a bit of english mm-hmm. but otherwise the vast you know, majority of people are portuguese yeah, speakers yeah so for me to communicate at all i yeah. had to learn it so. yeah but you you had french you mentioned and uh, you sp- you lived in italy and in yeah. holland do you speak italian and dutch as well yeah. or? i um i don't sp- i i understand italian i don't speak it anymore because right. i was um young when i was there. i did speak it but not yeah. anymore um, but French, yes, because I went to a French school for my whole, um, the whole of my junior school. Yeah. Um, and so I'm more or less, or I was more or less bilingual. Mm. But again, you lose it if you don't you speak don't it. it. Yeah, but yeah. it has helped. Definitely, it's helped for the yeah. Portuguese um, because I can. I found my, that I could read it, Portuguese. Read hearing it is quite different, but I found I could read it really easily because it's quite similar on paper to um, yeah to French. Um, so yeah, so that's helped. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I speak a bit of Dutch, but that doesn't help with anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, completely different language. Yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, looking out across the olive groves here and uh, thinking back to what you were talking about with getting on that tube at 6 a.m. and coming back at 9 p.m. Um, you're in a very, very different environment here. Um, but as I look at the land and all the work that's required to keep it going, I, I guess you're probably working just as hard, if not harder, right? <laughs> but it's totally different. Yeah. It doesn't feel. It sort of. Sometimes it does feel like work. So when you have to pick all the olives, yeah. Um, you know, to a deadline, uh-huh. um, and so you have to drag yourself out of bed, even though you're absolutely knackered and it's raining, and pick yeah. them um, because you've got an appointment at the olive press to get them pressed. Um, you know that then that sort of hard work and but then I, then I can choose after that if I want a week off to do absolutely <laughs> nothing. For yeah. example, yeah. Um, this summer I've been really busy with. Um, I haven't been able to do retreats obviously this year because of uh, of the COVID situation. Mm. But um, but I've been very busy with um, just holiday makers from Portugal coming to stay, either yeah. renting rooms or renting the whole um, the whole house for their holidays. Yeah, and um, and I, you know, that's kept me busy. And I was. Uh, I've been camping out in my garage while they've been living here, <laughs> and. Um, and by the end of it, I was really tired. So I treated myself to 
a, uh, a personal retreat of my own here Fantastic. at Relaxscape, the yeah. sort of retreat that I offer to other people. Yeah. And I deliberately, you know, did the sorts of activities that uh -huh. I would offer to, um, to guests who come here on a retreat. So I made sure I went out and meditated every morning. Mm -hmm. I like to meditate anyway. I sometimes, I, sometimes it's just more, um, more of an active mindful meditation as I'm doing something on the land or something like that yeah. or even just sitting and watching nature and the birds and the butterflies and um, other times I like to uh, do like half an hour's breathing meditation to mm -hmm. um, settle myself again um, so I was doing that every morning and then I was doing yoga and then I was enjoying uh, walks. I had afternoon sleeps. I uh, went down to the river and mm -hmm. enjoyed some time on the river and um, started writing and just really, really and oh and I, I made myself um, because I'd been using my camping stove all through the summer. Mm -hmm. So I, ha I took advantage of having a kitchen again and but made properly nice meals not just quick yeah. because sometimes when I'm on my own I just you know eat quick meals whenever mm -hmm. um, but I you know properly made it took care to have really nice ingredients and spend time making a really nice meal for myself mm -hmm. and really nourish myself and, and savour things and um and I felt great. <laughs> it, <you know? laughs> restored me. It's what I needed. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but, you know, to be able to do that, I would uh -huh. never have been able to. I was always so tired and so stressed in the UK. Yeah. And couldn't, didn't really know why and couldn't put my finger on why. Yeah. And I w also wouldn't have had the... Well, you don't have the... Especially if you're working for somebody else, you mm. don't have you don't have the luxury to be able to say, right, I'm taking time out this week. I'm just going to yeah. step off, <laughs> step off this week, step off the world, yeah. and do my own thing. You can't do that, and yeah. I've, 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 I do realise I'm very lucky now that I can be free. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that's what it's about. Now. One of the uh, things kind of interesting when you talked about you know the stress that a lot of people have in, in the UK. Um, I often talk to my, my own coaching clients that one way to think about stress is that it's an unmet need. Mm, yeah. mm. Uh, and so I'm curious when you came here and you know moved to the different environment, what kind of unmet needs of your own did you discover and really start to honor maybe in a way you hadn't previously? Um, peace mm. being one of them. Uh, I get... Um, Peace and space to myself to just be on my own and uh, do things at my own pace um, and in quiet and calm. Uh, I think I'd got very... I've always lived in cities and um, capital cities at that and... Um, Tunbridge Wells was the most rural place I'd lived in and that was quite nice yeah. because it did have some nice countryside around and I was really starting to enjoy, understand that I, I actually did really need uh, green and countryside and, and, yeah. and you know, forest bathing um, and so that's definitely I think one of the things I, I've learnt the most about here uh, I, I'm I'm sociable and I enjoy people and I, you know my job and my or my purpose is to be around people and to help mm -hmm. people but um 
but I need time to myself to recharge. I, I, I find my, a lot of my energy gets used up with people. Um, and I was never able to articulate that back in the UK or to really understand it mm -hmm. uh, or to really be able to step away from yeah. uh, from people and just have, that time alone. have the time alone and the peace. Mm. It's peace. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, today's a Saturday, so there's cars going past and it's a sunny day, so people are going down to the river. But there's days here when I... I just love it. I get up in the morning and I come down here and it's a tangible stillness. Yeah. I mean, you can hear the birds and you can hear the wind in the trees, but it's all those things that you can hear and only mm. those things that mm. you can hear. And then you're, all of your senses start to wake tune up them, yeah. and tune in because, because you, yeah, you've got the space mm. to, to be able to hear all of those things and to observe all of those things mm -hmm. I've become a lot more um, observational a lot more mm -hmm. mindful um, and a lot more aware of all my senses and, and mm -hmm. needing to feed all my senses mm -hmm. um, yeah beautiful yeah. and I guess the connection with the land has really helped in that respect as well because you're you're seeing the changing nature of it as, as you yes. go through the seasons as well yeah, yeah. yes that's I, I use I use uh, the nature a lot in in my coaching and in my retreats as uh, uh, metaphors and, and and also just examples of um, mm -hmm. you know this is uh, this is what we can use but also to tap into people's creativity or, or problem-solving side of things because um, uh, when we're doing sort of uh, mundane if you like tasks in nature whether it's clearing up leaves or picking olives or um, your creative brain is free to uh, work away because you're using a different part of your brain mm -hmm. um, and so your creative brain kicks in and starts to problem solve and, and it, it helps you to not not immediately then you know then yeah. afterwards you suddenly sort of arrive at the decision because you've, your brain has had the, uh, the space to, to think about it so I, I use that mm -hmm. uh, quite a lot in my coaching and for myself um, I've definitely found it's helped me to be more creative um, and then there's also just the, the more sort of um, energy giving side of things, which, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and the grounding of feeling, feeling the earth. Being, I love being in bare feet, although I have to be careful with scorpions <laughs> and, all the, and all the beasties. Yeah, you got bitten and the other day, isn't that bitten. right? Yeah. No, it was a year ago I was right. bitten, but uh, no, you do have to be careful. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do like to go back in bare feet. But, or even if it's just planting things, I'm not always very good at wearing gloves. I, I prefer to feel the, the earth. The and, soil, yeah. You know, and, and in fact, there's been studies about um, there's a, a antidepressant uh, microorganism ah. in soil. It's been yeah. proven that um, it, it can help with depression. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I, I, think I think a, a lot so. of our health issues are due to the gut anyway. You yeah, know, so yeah, exactly. We're more in tune with the microbiome of the region. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Pelly, my wife, um, in, in Africa, where she comes from, they have a tradition that when you go to a new place, mm. the first thing you do is you take some of the soil and you eat it. Wow. And because that's meant to bring your biome sense. up to speed. Yeah, yeah, that makes real sense. Yeah. And in fact, 
I'm not sure if you've, you've noticed when, you know, when the Catholic Pope travels to places, he gets off the plane and kisses the ground. Yeah. That's the wink oh, back to that tradition, maybe. apparently. Yes, yes, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Mm. And then, and then I, um, I accidentally became a yoga teacher as well while I was here, and that just made me think about you know sun salutations where you you yeah. ground your hands um, on the ground. And, uh, yeah. 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 So I mean, going back to you asking about how my life's changed since I've been here, <laughs> I did practice yoga when I was back in the UK, um, but I was a latecomer to yoga. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and when I came over here, it wasn't with a view to making it a yoga retreat, although mm. I um, knew I wanted to incorporate yoga as an offering, as, yeah. as an offering because, mm. you know, um, of all the benefits that go along with that. Um, but I was always thinking, you know, I'll bring other teachers in and things mm. like that. And then, um, and then I thought it might help if I also qualified as a teacher myself. Um, just so that sometimes on some of the coaching retreats I could perhaps offer a session of yoga with it mm-hmm. um, without having to always bring a whole, you know, fair enough if it's a whole yoga retreat then you want different teachers anyway because that makes it more interesting. Yeah. But if it was another sort of retreat that just mm. maybe, you know, one of the days during the week was something to do with yoga then it mm-hmm. would make sense if I could offer that myself without yeah. having to pay for somebody else. So I went off and did, um, uh, and that was the first retreat I'd ever done. I went off to wow. to Spain <laughs> and did uh, and did yeah. a two weeks intensive. Uh, it was about this time last year, yeah. end of August, September last year, um, a two week intensive, two hundred hour teacher training, Yoga Alliance teacher training, um, which nearly killed me. I was the, the oldest person on the course practically. And, uh, and there was all these these young, lithe people, you know, sort of like <laughs> twisting themselves into all kinds yeah. of positions. And yeah. I'd only been practicing yoga for about eight years at that uh-huh. point. And uh, but I did, it was great. I I got through it and um, and you know discovered a lot more about myself. And it's been another step on my spiritual journey here. I've um, I've definitely become much more spiritual since I've been here yeah um, it does although I don't like the word I really struggle with the word spiritual yeah I really do yeah um, but to describe it in a way that people understand it that yeah. I have definitely become more spiritual since yeah. I've been here yeah um, I'm, I'm with you on that I, I, um, I kind of hold the idea that everything is spiritual right mm. we're, we're spirit and body but um, yeah me too there's also a way to drop deeper into, into that and um, by the sounds of it that's, that's what this place is giving you the space yeah. to do really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I guess that's to that thing. end I'm curious about uh, you talked a little bit about purpose earlier on and I noticed in your in your literature uh, you, you kind of invite people to explore and find out their ikigai yeah, yeah which is a, a Japanese word that's means purpose or you yeah. know reason for yeah. getting out of bed I think yeah, is that, yeah. exactly yeah. it's uh, like so many of these words yeah. there's no exact translation but yeah it's the thing mm. that gets you out of bed in the morning mm. and I think saying it like that sometimes helps explain or or, mm. or just makes it a little bit easier to understand for some people than mm. purpose because I think as soon as you start talking about purpose people sometimes get a little bit 
um, nervous and think purpose is this big thing and how yeah. am I going to know what my purpose is and how how can I achieve it? It's the same with success, you know, it suddenly becomes yeah. this big thing that everyone has to achieve and really struggle to get to. Um, but what the Japanese mean by ikigai is just uh, just feeling content with your life, with whatever uh-huh. you're doing. Uh-huh. In um, uh, the first book I read on, on Ikigai was by a guy, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his surname, but Ken Mogi or Moji, I don't mm-hmm. know, M-O-G-I. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he uses an example of uh, a sushi chef, just, mm-hmm. you know, a humble sushi chef who just goes to work every day and takes all his, or puts all his care and attention and love mm-hmm. into making sushi and goes home satisfied every day that he's fed cust- his customers and that they've all been happy and that he's done the best he can do every mm-hmm. day. And it's nothing grander than that for him. Yeah. Uh, but he gets up, you know, with a spring in his step every yeah. morning because yeah. that's his purpose to go and yeah. do that. And, yeah. Um, and that, yes, and that's what I'm sort of, uh, what I've kind of discovered for myself here. And now I'm trying to help other people discover that Come for, to that themselves, for themselves too. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Now it's interesting. Have you have you ever come across the idea of the liberating structure? Uh, explain more, maybe, but not so, using those terms exactly. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a similar to the idea around finding your purpose. So yeah. the idea being that um, if you're faced with all possibilities, mm. right? It's it's you know where do you go, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and but if so, if it, with with a by creating a, a kind of a focus on things that are important for you yeah. and things that aren't and radically eliminating the things that aren't so that you just basically focus on what is yes. your, your purpose, yes. your meaning. So you can find a lot of freedom in that. Yeah, so yeah. by creating the structure and the discipline, it then becomes a path to yes. freedom yes. Um, where you just surrender to the life that you're living and yes. uh, allow that to liberate you. And that yeah. makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. um, Ikigai has these five concepts that it's based around, one of yeah. them being letting go. <laughs> you know, and that is exactly it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, during lockdown, I, um, I put together this uh, journal. It's kind of like a mix between a gratitude journal and a mindfulness exercise to mm-hmm. help people find their own ikigai mm-hmm. um, because it, it is just a, it, as you're describing it's mm. sort of like learning or relearning a different way of thinking and being yeah um and being disciplined to keep doing that every day until it becomes a habit yeah um and so that's the idea behind the journal is that mm-hmm. um you know people can sort of concentrate on the five elements of ikigai every day and then that will help to sort of retain them the yeah. other one is being in the moment, or one of the others is being in the moment, which again goes yeah. back to what you're saying. And, and that's the other thing that I've been doing a lot of thinking about since I've been here. And Ikigai is just one of the things, mm. and I, I just quite like it as a neat concept. Mm. Um, but there's so many other concepts that are all pretty similar yeah. and get us to the same point, exactly. but just call something else yeah. or it appeals more to somebody else's way of thinking. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, purpose even goes back to um, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, of yeah. course, of, you know, um, once you've got all the basic needs, then mm-hmm. it's, I think they call it self, he called it self-actualization, mm-hmm. I think, didn't he? Or self-fulfillment yeah. or something, self-actualization, I think. Um, 
and you know so it's been recognized that this is a basic concept that people need in their lives um this feeling of of purpose mm-hmm. to make themselves to make sense of things i suppose yeah uh, just to, what we're all doing here <laughs> creating our own meaning for ourselves yeah, yeah exactly yeah connecting us to everything else around us be that people or the universe or mm-hmm. the energy around us mm. So tell me a bit about your grand vision for this place. I know we're in a difficult period right now because <laughs> nobody's traveling changing. and COVID has, you know, created a strange environment. But it, there is life beyond it, I do hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the yeah. nice thing is, is I'm really going, I'm really learning to go with the flow. And I'm uh-huh. really, really enjoying that now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I used to do a lot of... Um, business coaching uh in the uk as well mm-hmm. uh not just career individual career coaching but i used yeah. to help people set up new businesses or mm-hmm. or even existing businesses that needed to uh you know grow or develop or whatever change they were going through um and uh, and the, that was all about making people focus on goals and structure and you know what's the business plan and what's the five-year plan and setting it all down on paper and Uh all that kind of stuff and when I first uh came over here that was the way I was thinking Uh because that's you know how I used to do things and how I know how to do things um and so I started doing that for the first year and then you know it was hard work setting up the from scratch a new business like this um but was just starting to begin to make headway yeah had a really good retreat uh, uh sort of putting the year behind you and um setting your intentions for the year ahead uh-huh. a retreat at the end of 2019 beginning of 2020 um and went into the new year feeling really positive. That was a really, really good retreat and everyone really enjoyed it. And it made me feel it's finally all coming, coming together. together. It's yeah. all making sense. This is exactly what I had in mind for it. Um, and I was starting to get bookings for the mm. advanced bookings for the for the ones that I'd planned for this year. And I went into the year thinking, OK, it's all starting to come together. And then, of course, yeah. Covid happened, and so I had to cancel everything. And but actually, I've really enjoyed just the kind of like free flow of um, of being able to explore. Other, and and as I said, I think earlier in the conversation, I've definitely become more creative since I've been here. Right. And I'm, I put that completely down to uh, you know all the things that I try to help other people tap yeah. into being here. But I yeah. live it every single day. Yeah, you know, I'm among you, nature yeah. every day. I try and meditate every day. Mm. I. I, I do things that feed my creativity every day mm. and I'm surrounded by things that feed my creativity every day. Mm. Um, so so I've really enjoyed being able to uh, or having to explore different avenues this year and, and mm. it's been fun and it's made me realise that, well, actually, you know, maybe it doesn't just have to be a set thing. Maybe I can offer retreats, but... I can also carry on doing the other things. For example, yeah. I developed a whole range of um, natural remedy teas from the land, mm-hmm. like olive leaf tea and fig leaf tea and, mm-hmm. um, and various other um, herbs that I grow on the land and flowers. Um, 
So again, just, you know, still using the nature around me, the nature yeah. from Relaxscape, but in a different in way. Different way. Yeah. And again, helping people. And then, as I say, it was in, it turned out to be very lucky that I, uh, that I did go and do that yoga training because actually then um, I've, I've built up quite a, a nice little local business of, yeah. of being a yoga teacher here locally, not just for retreats, but, you know, um, people have sought me out to do yoga, you know, to, to teach some yoga. So, um, so they've adjusted and adapted or, yeah. dare I say, pivoted. Yeah, but, and, and yeah. now it's kind of made me think, oh, but, and then I've got all these other ideas of things that can develop off the back of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, just maybe in slightly different directions. And, and I, I'm also, yeah, the more sort of um, time and I've got for reflection as well, the, the more I'm developing myself spiritually, yeah. the more that's opening up other, uh, yeah, just, I don't know if they're ideas yet, but just, you know, it's just opening up more things. Avenues, yeah. Um, yeah. So... Wonderful. Yeah, so I'm enjoying just having everything wide open right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it certainly sounds you've uh, you found your your peace. Definitely. Um, and it sounds like you've found yeah. yourself as well, maybe yes. in a way that, yes. uh, I think you know. I have. But in fact, previously. I said to my little brother, I was messaging my little brother mm. the other day, and um, and he, he said he hasn't been had a chance to come out here yet, but he mm. said something like, oh, he's every time he sees my Facebook feed, he... It gets pig sick because it just looks so <laughs> lovely and uh, and, yeah. I, and i said yeah i i, I said i'll make no apologies for it but yeah. um but i said uh, you know finally at the age of 49 i, f- I finally found myself and i finally found my yeah. inner peace and i said i know that sounds a bit um you know maybe a bit weird but uh it's taken me this long but whatever you know yeah. i feel i feel so lucky that I've uh, that I've actually been able to, to find that yeah well it's a beautiful story uh, Belinda and it's incredibly inspiring as well so thank you for making the time uh, to have a chat this afternoon thank how you. can people get a hold of you and how can they find out more about Relaxscapes they can find out more about me by uh, looking at my website which is www.relaxscape.co.uk uh, or I'm on Facebook as Relaxscape, Instagram, and I think I do have a Twitter uh, account, but I never use it these days so <laughs> <laughs> for Relaxscape. But yes, so perfect. That's great. Well, thank you again, Belinda, and uh, may you continue to sink into yourself and to the peace here in this beautiful place. Yeah? Thank you.